0: This is the Wrestling Inc. Hot Podcast, talking about Smackdown Live. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. How's it going, guys?
1: Meh.
0: (laughs) Hey, Justin liked tonight's show.
1: Really?
2: I liked it better than last week's highly touted show from MSG.
1: It wasn't highly touted?
2: Last week's was. It wasn't
0: highly touted on Tout. That's the question.
2: I don't know. I mean, I didn't hate it. Again, I think tonight was better than last week. So, I didn't like it.
0: Started hot. Had uh, Brock Lesnar show up. Kofi Kingston was down in the ring with the New Day, cutting a promo. Uh, it was a good surprise, I thought.
1: You got, No, it's not, because you guys predicted that Brock Lesnar would beat Kofi for the title and go to Fox.
0: Well, what they're doing is interesting with this. So we did get a match at the beginning with The New Day versus The Revival and Randy Orton. I was afraid that this was going to set up three-on-three Hell in a Cell. We talked about this. Maybe they'll do a winner-take-all situation at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I like that uh, Brock Lesnar's music hit – Everyone else got out of there and it was just Brock and Kofi and Brock saying, Hey, first night on Fox, or Paul Heyman rather, saying first night on Fox October fourth. I'm challenging you for the WWE World Heavyweight title.
1: Why? Why do you just get to show up on this show and why do you get to just randomly challenge a heavyweight championship, a heavyweight champion, and cut the line? Why?
2: Yeah, yeah, he should have never lo- he they he, he should still have the money in the bank briefcase. He should have disappeared for a few months, made everybody forget about that, and then popped up. I, I don't I don't I don't this makes me all the more befuddled as to why he used the briefcase when he did got the title and then lost it right back to Seth Rollins I don't
1: yeah I mean and again what I'm more fearful of here's a big move to Fox Brock Lesnar former UFC champion needs to Glenn's not going to concentrate on any ounce of what we say just for the record because he's going to be playing with the damn screen the whole time <laughs> But oh, this is oh this is new but um it is new right? but uh, really quick and Brock's not going to appear He's not going to appear. They're going to shoot themselves in their damn foot with it. Well, because having Brock Lesnar show up to the uh, front. Uh, what do you call it for the TV each year, each TV show? What do you call him? The front row. What do they call up fronts. Up front front rows. Jesus, Christmas. Um. Anyways, it's great. You don't need him to be the champion to do that. He's under contract, and you just pay him extra money to do that. Um. You see what I'm saying? Like him bastardizing that championship and hiding it and playing, you know, had and go seek with it for three months from TV is not going to help them. And he will win the championship. Mark my words. He will win the championship on that show. They're going to think that's what they need to do.
2: Well, he's going to look uh, to your point, Matt. You know, obviously his track record is, you know, he has the title and, and you know, yeah, he, he disappears a time. But I think it's also worth considering here. You know, this, <laughs> is, a, this is a new playground in Fox. And, You know, if if they, if they, if they, I don't know if they help, I don't know what they do, but if they help convince Vince that they want to see Brock Lesnar X amount of times, they want to see him, you know, look, we're already getting Brock competing in a match on SmackDown for the first time in 15 years. Fox is pot committed. So you got to go in and get Brock Lesnar when you want him.
1: Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) Didn't this stupid word die a slow death the other night? Did not. Apparently not. I've been on social
0: media all day. It's not dead. (laughs) It's hashtag trending worldwide. Pot committed. Um, uh, so, poker not the plant by the way yeah so matt to counter your point we had this opening match tonight the new day versus the revival in the arcade uh, with uh randy orton and it was a good match it was fine we saw these guys yeah. on sunday take each other on they've been battling in various configurations when brock lesnar came out there how much energy how much excitement i mean yeah. i was ready to shut off smackdown after that first six-man tag why because we've seen it We've seen it so many times. Oh, I,
1: mean, I, hear you're saying it, I, I know I know what you mean. I thought because of Brock Lesnar, you said. All right. Yeah. Um at, at the end of the day, he, for me, he does absolutely nothing. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I never thought I'd say these words, honestly, or that sentence. I don't think he helps them. I mean, I I, I know it sounds absurd. It sounds crazy. We're going to fuck with real sports. Um Games going on, right? You don't, more you more don't. Athlete, athletic fans are actually watching this network now. You think you want Brett Lesnar out front? You would. And I get why people under, would think that. Logically, that makes sense. What's not logically making sense is the fact that he still will not show up but once every three months.
0: He's been gone so long, he had a reasonable length beard tonight uh, and significantly longer hair.
1: whoop doo
0: I'm just saying, like – that's that's a while to be gone um hopefully if they're gonna put the belt on him again we get him on weekly tv i mean i don't know
1: that's different
0: well no okay. no you, weekly and,
1: tv or every two weeks fine
0: yeah you don't need to see him every week but I, they're
2: they need to see him you need to see him more than what he has in past. you don't need to see him every week though but again if he's on fox they might ask to see him more and you might get him defending a little bit more frequent i mean i think matt i think it is a big deal the fact that He's gonna have a match on the first SmackDown. This, this to me, this is an attraction, and obviously it goes. It is.
1: is an attraction. The outcome after listen, and then there's there's an old saying, and then the bell rings. What that means is a guy comes out, looks like a million bucks, looks like Bill Goldberg, snorting freaking thunder and crap and lightning, on his entrance on the way out looks like a god. And then the bell rings, and it's one, one. Nobody gives a bleep. And that is my fear after this great match with Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston, and he becomes the champion, everyone goes home happy, and then there's the next week, and then the next week, and then the next week, and it's Paul Heyman cutting boring promo after boring promo after boring promo, regurgitate, 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 and boringness will ensue. I don't care. I don't, there's nothing new that Brock's going to give me. And more importantly, he's not going to show up.
2: I, I'll wait until after they do the draft. Right after that, after they do the draft, and if I see who moves over mm-hmm. and who could be a possible Brock contender, then I might agree with you. But let's say sure. if they move, let's say if they move a Braun Strowman, Strowman over, and
1: over and he beats him, y-
2: yes. So That's let me, great. so you have a point. Great. you have you have a point. But let me see what happens with the draft because again, we cannot forget there's a billion, a billion dollars invested in this. So they, I can't, I can't imagine Fox is going to allow Brock me, to just disappear for three months.
1: Let, I would hope not. Let me ask you a question though. Go back to Attitude Era, big move over when SmackDown originated. Uh, what was our first network? Was WWR or Channel 9? What was UPN. UPN. UPN 9. Okay. Do you really think back then the network told them what to do? The network. Did, UPN. What U, U, UPN, yeah, UPN didn't have, have to send okay, okay, and and screw you, it. Screw it. You, I'll do you one better. And UPN. Okay, I got you. You're going to say dollars. no, they didn't. All right. Let me finish then. I get it. USA. Do you really think Vince McMahon gave two bleeps about what USA told him who to book? No, he goes Stone Cold's hot, Rock is hot, Triple H is hot, McFoley is hot. We're good. We know what we're doing. And guess what? Nobody bothered him because they were getting the ratings. Hmm. When will they go back to not being complete you-know-what when it comes to networks telling them what to do?
2: Well, Probably when the ratings have an upward swing and they have the defense to say, hey, execs, stay out of here. We know what we're doing. Look at the rise. But right now they're not. So right now they signed a – they got Fox, they got Fox on a billion dollar deal and since then the ratings continue to decline. So it's I mean, almost like they have to listen to Fox a little bit.
1: They've never been on Fox yet. Number one, and and two. What about the fact that do you think other shows get this? Do you think Seinfeld, when they, if there was a dip in ratings, which I highly doubt because it's the greatest show ever, but if there <laughs> was a dip, do you think Jerry's getting called by them saying, "Hey, I think I, you need more of uh, the Soup Nazi guy"? No, I don't. I don't know uh, about. I don't actually, know about. I don't know about Seinfeld, but, in
2: TV. but but yeah, execs get involved all the time and yeah. trying to put their hand
0: on things. It happens so. in the music industry, a- right? Yeah, Carey signed one of the biggest recording deals ever, <laughs> and uh, her album didn't do so hot. The soundtrack to Glitter, it was cheaper for. Uh, virgin just buy her out of her contract rather than keep paying her for dude, it, dude. In
1: the elbow connected to the ankle bone. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about TV. Okay, have, it happens. When, when has the network with 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 sports? Or we can't say sports. Well, the wild card wrestling. rules because of USA Network, and
0: we all saw how much. That's I know you're
1: missing my point. Why are they listening? They don't run a wrestling company.
0: Yeah, Conan O'Brien was on a month-to-month Where's contract. The
1: Where's the in pride the in saying, "Look, we run our show." We like our relationship with you. Slow your roll. We've got it. We know what we're doing. We're doing this a few times now. And have that pride because what it does, guys, is it cuts the legs off of future talents that may have got an opportunity if WWE stuck with them versus getting all scaredy cats about it because the network said something to them.
2: Yeah, but Matt, you say that. that That's what WWE should say. And then USA comes back and says, well, your ratings keep going down, so we want you to take a suggestion. That's that, WWE, is, the ratings need to get better. And then WWE can
1: completely yeah, – Definitely the ratings need to get better to have – A little bit more balls behind your, basing your voice when you say this to them. No question. I agree.
0: And uh, just recently, speaking of Conan O'Brien, he had the Tonight Show. The ratings dipped. NBC said, we're going to put up the Tonight Show on. We're going to give Jay Leno 1130. We're going to put the Tonight Show on Mm -hmm. at midnight because your ratings aren't improving. TV does weird stuff, man. I mean, yes. think about when we were kids. Remember when you really like a show, and then we get moved to Saturday nights, which was like the death spot. Yeah, uh, and it was canceled soon after. Like TV is a very petty business, very uh, based on ratings points. So I think Fox has a lot riding on this.
1: They do, but wrestling to me is such a maybe because I was a wrestler. I don't know, but it's such a di- it's such a different genre to itself. These execs don't have. F- prior business doing this they do have prior history of business doing other talk shows and telling other talk show hosts or watching the ratings with talk shows specifically or mm. sitcoms or comedies or dramas they don't jack bleep about pro wrestling if, if i'm doing business with vincent van and his family i'm saying i you guys got this we're staying out of your hair don't make us look bad
0: yeah uh back in the 80s how involved was Dick Ebersol in the WWF stuff on NBC?
1: Yeah. Yes, no, that's actually a good example actually. You say that with Hulk Hogan. He was up Hulk Hogan's, you know what? He wanted Hogan on everything. Yeah. I mean, what cool. yeah,
2: wasn't yeah. Ever, wasn't Ebersol one of the driving forces as to why on Saturday I mean, night event on Saturday night's Main event they put the they put the main event first cuz they wanted the, the uh, like well main event they put the main event as the first match and then they, things were kind of declined down the card. Wasn't Dick Ebersol like the Big- they do that every week, though? For Saturday night's main event one on NBC back in the day?
1: I don't remember. The
2: yeah, main, the, the main event night. matches would I be like would right all up front.
1: Well, because the, that was
0: also at 1130 at night when it was replacing SNL. So, I mean, anyone that was staying up late.
1: How I mean, you, would you guys be when you set your DVR, your VCRs, and you wake up Sunday morning and it was, and Saturday Night Live music hit instead, I'd be like, what? How did I, I get this of wrong? And I'd be screaming at my brother. And-
0: I was a big SNL mark as a kid.
1: I learned who the warthog was via doing that as an <laughs> old us when we were little. Oh, man. Uh, so tonight, yeah. Bro. I discovered my first porn. How about that? Let's talk about that. Matt Morgan <laughs> discovered his very first porn, taking his brother's VHS tapes, not knowing which one was which, and putting it in there, learning how to set the timer from Saturday main event, and boom. Cue the blue chew ads. <laughs> Seriously. I'm dead <that> serious.
0: <laughs> Guys, you remember what that was like when you discovered your first pornography. Maybe it was uh, an unlabeled tape in a VCR. Maybe it was porn in the woods. Go to old-fashioned American pornography someone discarded in a tree-shaded area that you found and had an awakening. Chances are you haven't felt that awakening, well, 10 years, 20 years, perhaps even 30 years It has been that long. The good news is Blue Chew, Blue Chew can bring that back. It can bring it all back. It could be better than it ever has been before. Blue Chew brings you the first FDA approved, uh, the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. The stuff that works, the science, the hardcore engineered, made in a lab, put together, put to the test to make sure that this is going to have you ready to go. And quite frankly, go time can be any time. Uh, you've heard us talk about it here because it's chewable. It acts faster than a pill. Uh, you know, start chewing one 10 minutes, 20 minutes later. You are ready to go, ready to uh, get down to business. And, uh, you know, not to cast aspersions, but Raj Geary, uh, he got a shipment and he's been missing a lot of podcasts this week. You do the math. You've heard Matt talk about it. You've heard me talk about it. Justin, Justin, you got you, you tried the blue chew yet? I have not. I'm blue.
1: I'm, I'm blue chewless. I'm blue. Jensen is more uncomfortable than Raj when it comes to Blue Chew.
0: And that's saying, something. saying uh, something. I'm also the youngest out of all of you guys. Booyah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I but you look
0: even... the oldest.
1: Oh, screw you. 31. <laughs> Jeez, Glenn. How do you really feel? Good Lord. Stiff shots here. Speaking of um,
0: stiff shots. Get it. Easy. Uh, you. <laughs> Can try Blue Chew for free. Just pay $5 shipping. When you go to bluechew.com, you use the promo code W I N C to try it free. Uh, you're going to love it. It's made in the USA, faster, cheaper than a pharmacy. Ships straight to your door in a discreet package. No in person's doctor's visit. No waiting in the pharmacy. No awkwardness. Blue Chew is where it's at. You've seen all the positive reviews online, all the people talking about that love it, that live by it. It's reinvigorated love, li- uh, love lives, reinvigorated relationships.
1: Glenn, how, cheap, how much cheaper is it than the pharmaceutical version?
0: I remember when I was getting through a pharmacy, uh, when I was on medication that was uh, interfering with the schwanz, as it were, yeah. I remember I was paying like maybe $5 a pill, I want to say, and, uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: and Kaiser was putting a limit. They were saying, you get three pills a month. And I was like, I'm a young man. What? I have a relationship. I have things to do, yeah. literally, and I yeah. need some help where it counts. Great thing about Blue Chew is if you're having performance issues, even if you just need some extra confidence, Blue Chew is going to make it happen. And when you get that sample, you pay uh, $5 shipping for that. But the the sample itself is free. You're going to get this pouch. Pouch comes with like four or five uh, chewables right there in the pouch. Some people like to take half at a time. Some people like to take uh, a whole one at a time, depending on you know maybe how much of a boost you want to give yourself that evening. But uh, highly recommend it. It's a great deal. And uh, yeah.
1: You take more than one?
0: I've never taken more than one. I'm afraid what would happen there. I'm afraid I might spout a second schwanz, uh if I were to take more than one blue chew.
1: No, no, and also like heart rate. I would imagine something like that. I'm sure there's a reason. Why. Which is <laughs> yeah.
0: crazy. I mean, that's how uh, the Viagra was originally discovered. They yes. were uh, experimenting with blood uh, medications to lower your blood pressure and realized, like, hey, all the blood is rushing to one very, very specific area. That's a fun fact I didn't know.
1: Here's yeah. a better fun fact, and he already knows this, so does Raj I had on this one, but it also was put out there, you could bodybuilders take half a dose before they get on stage. They get their pump on before their competition, bodybuilding competitions, a lot of them, not all, and they'll take a quarter of one, maybe half at most, and they'll pump up their arms or whatever body part that they really want it to shine up there on stage, and it actually does enhance. All the blood goes to that one muscle. It really does. It's trained to do that. Okay.
0: So uh, take it from Matt Morgan. They don't call him the mayor of Longwood for nothing. Get your pump on. Go to bluechew.com. Use promo code W-I-N-C. Try it free. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Remember what wrestling podcasts were like before Blue Chew? Such tame, Sof- tame soft. endeavors. Soft. soft
2: yes. <laughs> S-A-W-F-T as it's spelled. Here.
0: Oh, so tonight, what else do we get? We had other matches, other things happened. Uh, saw what happened with Harper during a Clash of the Champions. Like that, they're treating that like a big deal. Rowan did this interview segment saying uh, he's not a follower; uh, he's a leader.
2: This, this uh, here's one thing, and I'm, maybe I'm nitpicking, but if you actually pay attention, and it caught me, if you watch this three and a half minute pre-tape, it was pre-tape, money, so they could have reshot it a couple of times. He starts every, he starts three. He starts three of his answers to Michael Cole as you see Michael, you see, you see. It's just like hmm. that. You see, it, that, that's like a dead giveaway of what I think is uncomfortableness. Yes, it is. And and, and and I was baffled by this. And I don't want to pick on the guy because I, you know, like, but you want to
1: see him do good, right? Yeah. I want to
2: see him do good, good. But but I would like I would I would understand it if he's out live in the ring and it is what it is. But the fact it was a pre tape. I can't believe whoever bought produ- it. Yeah, the producer it. Michael right. Cole. Nobody said re- all right. We got to reshoot at least two of these answers so you don't You're say right. that.
1: I, I I don't know that bothered that's a good, me. Uh, no, actually, that's a really good catch. We all have it when we first started in our promos, and um, you you, you I'll tell you right now, you'll see even the Rock do this, and millions of others uh, before us do this, and it's. But the fact of the matter, every wrestler says that. Go back and watch, and it that's their. Maybe not uncomfortable in this. It's the transition words yeah. that they use so they could cook up what they're going next, what they're gonna say next, yeah. or get back on track on what they want to go to next. It's always, but the fact, you know, the fact of the matter is, think about anywhere else. Did you see anybody yeah. else to use those words? No, no nobody. It's always wrestling, wrestling yeah.
2: nobody. Nobody in your real life says that. To you. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did you see uh, speaking of your promos, uh, the one making the rounds on Twitter the other day that uh, Bailey super fan Izzy cut in the promotion she's working. Right now, no, no. how old is she now? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe eleven, maybe uh, twelve. I don't know. But you need to seek this out and find it. And There's here's the reason why. Girl uh, she yeah. There was controversy when I think she took uh, a bump or a move uh, a little while ago. But the promo, yeah, I was are... so impressed. Not a single crutch word in the entire thing. No, uh, no, um, no. <laughs> I mean, seriously, she could. I was watching this. Not only is this a better promo than most of the ones we're seeing from people on the main roster. I mean, but this kid, shes I mean, if she sticks with this, she's going to be incredible. She's going to be amazing. And that's why when we see stuff tonight like with Rowan where, guys, this was taped. You didn't need to do this all in one take. You had the power of editing. You had the power of multiple takes at your disposal. Um, yeah, and a kid is out there just cutting this world beater promo. Uh, it's shocking to me that – WWE isn't working their talent harder since being able to talk such a big part of this
1: business. Especially when he's in such a big angle for him, like this yeah. is huge for him. This opportunity, huge. It's huge for them. They don't have you said it other They have Braun Strowman growing on trees, but Homeboy here is pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, and even more reason. Like, I'm telling you right now, and I'm not just saying this, put myself over, but like I told you guys this, every pre-tape I did, Vince was on the other side of that camera. He didn't do that with everybody. He did it with bigger guys that he wanted to work with because he was so desperate to get another big guy over eventually, right? So that attention to detail, he'd have me look. He'd hold hold his finger and point toward a direction that i have to, like, sit there like. The the guy's right here interviewing me. You can see the guy's, like, right here next to me interviewing me. This camera sucks. Anyways, he's right next to me interviewing me. Holding the microphone up to me. This triple camera is killing me, Glenn. Can you get me off it? Thank you. Homeboy is interviewing me. Pretend he's the water bottle. Okay. There yeah. we at? There we go. Holding the microphone. I'm standing up above him, looking like eight foot tall, Goliath, right? And he's holding the microphone up to me from this angle, right? I'm way up here, but my point is I'm he has Vince has me like looking off, like pondering off until like the sunset somewhere not looking to the guy who's interviewing me and asking me questions i still never understood why all right but he had so much attention to detail and making me do like these things i normally would not do in real life but he was so invested in it was my point and we did it like a thousand times and i could talk you know i put myself over but i can't i could talk circles around those big guys um and we did like 40 takes you know what I mean? We would keep doing them and doing them and doing them and doing them. And for them to have this guy in this huge, huge main event storyline, because it is it is a main event storyline. Anytime you're included in an in angle with um, uh, Roman Reigns, obviously, how do you not do this again with him? Yeah. How do you not stop him? You, you guys caught that, which is a great catch again, I'll repeat. Um, how many other people caught it? How many other people saw the uncomfortable this in his promo? And how do they just let it slide? How is that okay? I'm being dead serious. I don't ever want to see somebody lose their job, writers, wrestlers, janitor I don't care who with that company. But by the same token, how do you not look at your writers here or whoever was producing these segments and say, come on? Well, like, seriously. What,
2: and to that point, Matt, I don't know uh, tonight. I, I, know, I know last night at Raw, Vince was not there. That's what got out. Uh, I don't know if he was there at SmackDown tonight. But, you know, Vince said in one of the recent uh, stockholder meetings how – when talking about how why he hired Heyman and Bischoff to be overall directors of the brand of the respective brands, the quote that kept making the rounds is Vince said, "This will allow him not to be in the weeds as much." And what yeah. I wonder is this might be this might be a result. You know, we you know, we 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 are very critical of Vince a lot these days, and I think rightfully so in a lot of ways. But this is it. This is a point to say that Vince's attention to detail to all the stuff you are talking about, Matt. If he was there on site, which maybe he wasn't for this, obviously, but if he was, he probably would have called something like this and said, "This is unacceptable for." Uh, as you said, a main event angle. We need to reshoot this. So, you know, and this is also is this does not help the argument that fans and talent always make of let the talents be more free, don't script them. Because obviously if they let Rowan go on bullet points, this is what we got.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I would, uh, here's the problem. When you do give scripts, you do find yourself saying the fact of the matter is or – well, you want to know something, or you let know? Me t- you let me use- let me tell
2: you this, or
1: yeah, you use uh, those transition words because you're trying to get yourself back on track of memorizing what you're supposed to be saying and true, that right? Yeah. So if you're comfortable, you have nothing to lose. You're, you're not re- you're not overly thinking anything. There are no transition words because you're just talking. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, man. I, I feel bad for him. That's not his fault. It's
0: tough. Uh, he's in this situation now. It's a great opportunity for him. I love the end segment. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But this interview, I think, slowed his momentum as far as character goes and really defining who he is and
1: what his perspective is. I'm scared to crap on it because I don't want to see other fans then follow suit and give up on it and then start crapping on it everywhere at WWE then sees it on social media and go, Oh, we tried. Sorry, or, you know. Sometimes well, I know it's not honest of me. But I, I feel like sometimes I, I need, from my angle, I'll feel better about it that I didn't do it because I remember being that talent and, and have people crap on things that I would do. And it was like, I didn't even really get a chance out of here. And the people that, that listen to me, the, 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 the Debbie Downers of the WWE, the Boobers of WWE that may not have liked Matt Morgan personally or whatever, they'd be able to go, Well, Vance, look, you know, and, and see Dave Meltzer, whomever crapping on me. And now gives them legitimacy to Vince. Well, we did try. Okay, fine.
2: Well, I'll say this for, for any shortcomings that Eric Rowan might have had verbally that we're talking about here, and we'll get to it later on, I did think he redeemed himself physically with the bringing the physical in, in that final segment. So, yeah.
0: flip side of the equation is this was followed by Ali versus Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn. Ali has cut nothing but amazing promos. And what's I that agree. getting him? I agree with you. You know? <laughs>
1: I I got nothing for that one. I got nothing. I don't know. It felt like they were behind him and being pleasantly surprised like we all were with his promos. And then they stopped, if you remember. it kind of just stopped.
0: Yeah. I would argue, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but with the exception of maybe Enzo, I'm trying to think of someone that's gotten over and gotten a pass just based on their promos. Meaning that what I'm saying is Ali can go out there and talk and make you believe it. But at the same time, if you don't have the look, if you don't make Vince laugh. Uh, I mean,
2: I mean, Leo Rush wasn't wrestling and they put Leo Rush right with a big guy, a big player in Bobby Lashley and just had him talk. I mean, yeah, they gave him a live mic during matches, which that's an ultimate bit of trust.
0: Which tells you something about that sort of personality. It seems like creative Vince people are impressed by people like that who are that outgoing, willing to just, you know, say what's on their mind. But it, it bites them in the ass and it gets them heat and friction with the power to be with the, the guys backstage. Back
1: in the day, that would not be a problem. Back in the day, it was sorry that you think he's cocky and arrogant. Step your game up if you don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, what, what what's the thing we used to hear? That Triple H... Used to pretty like run down Rock in promos until eventually Rock stopped asking for permission to fire back, and then when he started firing back, <laughs> he, he had a freaking uh, grenade rocket launcher in, yeah. in retaliation. It just would own Hunter. But if you remember, you go back and watch, Hunter would really try to jabron him and be taught how he can't wrestle. Come on, superstar, and, and totally try to chomp him. And he used to think he was getting over on him. i i just really recently watched something i was like the hunter really think he's getting over on rock and i was like oh that's right that's back when rock was still asking for forgiveness they're not asking for forgiveness yet after his promos he's still rocky mayavia's you know intercontinental level matches they were having at the time but then he went to have you've heard bruce pritchard tell this story i'm sure um how eventually he said all right f and i'm going out there and i gotta go sing for my soup and i'm f- i'm um, letting it fly and bruce like you get in trouble you get in trouble if you don't at least you're fighting back and they're getting eaten alive out there yeah and the rock you know started becoming more and more the rock
0: so this match didn't happen with shinsuke and ali instead uh sammy came out was oh, yeah, hyping up I was excited shinsuke. oh absolutely uh they ended up double teaming ali beating him up and then we saw kevin owens walking through the crowd um after the match didn't start Kevin took a seat. Shane was watching backstage. Shane was served with papers, and came out holding those papers to announce that Kevin Owens is trying to file the biggest wrongful uh, termination lawsuit ever. I think what was it, twenty-five million dollars against Shane McMahon and WWE. Uh, First off, the problem I had just on the Kevin Owens um,
2: entrance through the crowd. Nothing can kill the wrestler ball to ticket is coming in unannounced more than having the freaking security standing right next to him as he's walking through the crowd. All right? This is a guy who walks around with a with a shirt that says Fight Owen's Fight. I think you can let him be unescorted to his lower bowl seat if for just a moment if we're going to try to sell this thing that he got fired a week ago. Yeah. And that drives me nuts. That 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 drove me nuts
1: when they they showed it does It, it also makes him look like a was for selling. Even though he in real life, let's say if this happened. He, you know, this happens sometimes where people really legit have a bone to pick with a company that wrongfully fired them. Let's be honest, that's true. But for some reason, in the world of wrestling, and with a baby face, babyface supposed to be a badass, for my viewing pleasure, whatever you want to call it, my fandom of watching the show, it makes me think he's a wimp for doing that for some reason. I mean, hmm. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you realize how many lawsuits Stone Cold left on the table with Vince? <laughs> I mean, he could have. <laughs> I mean, so that, that wouldn't be the
0: Rattlesnakes' way to get no a, way lawsuit. What are you
1: talking? Rock about? wouldn't do it. I mean, yeah. so many people. Hogan wouldn't know. So many people would do it. Yeah.
0: But the end to this promo was Kevin saying, "Well, if I win this lawsuit, I'm gonna or when I win, I'm gonna come back here and I'm gonna tell you that you're fired and yada yada yada." I mean, no stipulation. No, if I. Defeat so-and-so at hell in the cell. I'm closing uh, the doors
1: at WWE. I was hoping he'd say. Or something yeah. crazy like that. I'm selling the company. I'm selling it to AEW. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. crazy like that.
0: So I guess they're going to keep this going. David Otunga was uh, chiming in on Twitter saying, you think someone has a case? <laughs> sure.
1: Thank you for that totally relevant piece of information, Glenn.
0: <laughs> Otunga's an attorney. Harvard educated. I'm sure the, the, the sure they'll bring him back for a segment with this at some point. I don't know. Owens uh, showing up on NXT tomorrow night on USA. I thought so.
2: I thought so before tonight. This kind of throws me off a little bit, which maybe that's the idea. What? That was the
0: conventional wisdom.
2: That was the conventional wisdom is that when Owens got fired last fired last week, obviously by by Shane, was that perhaps he would go back. He would be somebody who would help NXT as NXT moves to USA Live. Okay. Yeah. Which I thought I, I kind of thought that you know uh, prior to tonight. Which maybe it still happens, and maybe tonight kind of throws it off. Maybe it's just a, a short. I don't know, but I was surprised mm-hmm. to see him there tonight.
0: Yeah. After that, Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks. We've seen this match before. We saw it again tonight. They did not refer to Sasha as the blueprint of the women's division tonight. So maybe they're backing off, Matt.
1: I highly doubt it. Um, what did you think of the match, though?
0: It, w- it was comfortable, like very familiar, but not in a bad way.
1: She's been ballparking. Let's just be real. The last two matches he's had,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, this felt good tonight seeing them yeah. in the ring.
1: I dug it, I liked it.
0: Bailey was at ringside, almost looked like Bailey was going to tag in at one point, even though it was a one on one match. <laughs> um, it's, it's, st- I
2: still can't get, I'm still trying to get used to Charlotte as the face, and I don't know. I'd... Has she been full face, though? Well, the, she, she worked like a face tonight in terms of... I mean, she, of, did, she did. So, I mean, I
1: don't know. Yeah. She been, have I missed any like online promos? Because sometimes they do online promos that you miss, obviously. Has there been any baby face, baby face promos from her yet?
0: No, uh-huh. it's been sort of the, I being a good friend, I believe in what I'm doing. She's not, there's, again, there's no turn, but it's not, Um, I don't know. Just waiting, just waiting for uh, this to... Kick
1: it up a notch, but so, I'm not trying to say this to disrespect the other ones, the other girls in this division. But Charlotte is so much better, in my opinion. The all around the all-round package. I'm saying the complete package from look to size to athleticism to she uses the high spot in my opinion to the best of her ability at the right time of all of her matches she just doesn't do things for the sake of doing them she builds to everything even with her moonsault to everything it always is at the right time of the match she gets you crescendo and crescendo and crescendo crescendo until finally she hits that high note every match she does that and she does it really well
0: uh offset the rapper mm-hmm. from atlanta introduced Ooh. charlotte tonight that's what i said i feel like i should mention these people in the chat or mentioning it, I don't know who yeah. Offset is. Just in the
1: chat, you guys knew who that was. Where's our chat comments tonight? <laughs>
2: Raj had those things. Up. I am not pot committed to Offset, I never heard of Offset.
0: Oh, he uh was one of the rappers on that uh Ric Flair drip song, oh, which I've never heard, but I know. I of. Have. Oh, yes, well, there you okay. go. We all why, sound why, so wide why, why why right now. It? <laughs>
2: Why? Why did They show Flair backstage with Charlotte, but I'm surprised he didn't come out then. Yeah. Like with Charlotte to, 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 to have the interaction with all set. I don't know.
0: I think things are probably still pretty tense given Rick trademarking the man. Yeah, Rick but they, the well, well why,
2: so they showed him in the backstage and him and Charlotte did a, a Q&A that was sponsored by WWE today with Cricket. So like he can't be in that – I mean he's still doing business with them. He can't be that big of a deal.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Bailey did interfere tonight, causing a DQ, and then Carmella shows up out of nowhere as uh, Banks and Bailey are trying to double team Charlotte Flair. Carmella attacks both of them and I is standing guess. in the ring with Charlotte as uh, Charlotte's music hit.
1: I dug this so much, actually. For me, this was a high point. Of, I, being honest, the high point of the show for me because she is so damn talented. She is so darn good, Carmella. They're finally putting her in the mix with them. You know what I'm saying? Before she was kind of like, she's always she's not one of the four horsewomen, right? Yeah. Those four are so established as the it of that women's division, right? And um, Carmelo was kind of like the next tier down, if you will. Yeah, her and Alexa. Yeah, and, and except Alexa would get her own shine in her own limelight many, many, many times with championship runs galore, you know, and tons of TV time. Um, Carmella was just following truth around lately, you know, being piggybacked around arenas and stuff. She's so much better than that. She's improved immensely. She changes her look, it seems, all the time. Every time I'm on Twitter and Instagram, I'm like, who? That? That's her? What the hell did she do? She doesn't even look like her. Yeah. Like, I swear to God, every month I feel like I say that.
0: No, she's gotten so many different things over. Right? I mean, it's kind of yeah, insane.
1: And, you know, and it's cool to see a different, you know, different blood and that, and then that uh, angle, you know, and that main an angle with them. I don't know.
0: So we'll see if they stick with it, or was this just a placeholder? Because as someone in the chat pointed out, uh, Becky was speaking at a conference in New York tonight.
1: Did you think Carmella got over tonight?
0: I don't know. I mean, I could very well see them forgetting about her involvement next week, and it's back to Becky and Charlotte versus Bailey and Sasha.
1: Okay, which I get. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe make it sit. I don't know.
0: I uh stopped paying attention to pop culture like twenty fourteen. So fifteen years or twenty uh two thousand four, pardon me. So uh, fifteen years now. I selectively. Do you guys listen to current music ever? Who you talking to me? Yeah. Dep- depends it's, on the genre.
1: Like how? Nobody listens to radio anymore. It's true.
0: I, I someone's mentioning like Cardi B, I guess uh offset uh, Cardi yeah. B. I tried that. Uh, and, yeah. Ug, I've never ug, felt ug, ug, older ug, ug, in my Cardi life. B.
1: That's my reaction to Cardi i I've never ug.
0: felt older. Like I listened to Nicki Minaj when she came out. And I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. I like this. This is the style of hip-hop I like.
1: Didn't she just yeah. retire? Yes. Did she? Yes. She said she did.
0: I have no clue. Uh, reason
1: to Cardi B. She has beef with uh, – she had beef with her. <laughs> How about that?
0: I love that this is what you keep up on, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Card- Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, old school beef, yeah.
0: Oh, no, I'm still I'm still Googling. I'm like, when did UTFO make up with Roxanne Shantae over the whole Roxanne Wars? Like, I still – I reread articles that I've read. I've read articles about LL Cool J versus cannabis, like the same article oh, God, I read every I few that. years.
1: That was a big beef. It was
0: huge.
2: Speaking of music, I popped huge – tour. this is a little bit further up in the show, but I'll just – it's relevant now – uh, when they did the promo, when they did a, a promo package for and, and now and said Brock and Kofi at, on the Smackdown on Fox yeah. show sure, the graphic, they used ACDC Shoot, is my favorite uh, rock band of all time. And one of my favorite songs is Are You Ready off the Razor's Edge album, which mm. is not, you know, you don't hear it that often. They haven't played it in concert since the 80s for that tour. And they used that song for this Smackdown on Fox. I popped huge. I tweeted about it for those who know I'm a huge ACDC mark. That was. That, that that was my world coming together of, of pop culture and wrestling and love. Yeah.
0: And it's impressive when they use an act of that caliber. I mean, no offense to Papa Roach.
2: Well, A C D C is Vince's favorite band, I believe, is what is what I really what I've, what I've always heard. That, like, from those who know Vince, I've always heard like that's that's like you know that's his workout playlist. That's I mean, they've used A C D C before, obviously Highway to Hell for SummerSlam in ninety
1: eight. Still has a video package of all time, in my opinion. Stone Cold versus Undertaker, right? Mr. Mayor, you are correct. Awesome.
0: So we got the coronation tonight of Baron Corbin. King of the ring came out. The ring was set up. He got the cape. He got a scepter. He got his crown.
1: and he I was loving baron. all of this, by the way. Until. Yeah. Uh,
0: then he called out Chad Cable, made a lot of short jokes at his expense, and uh, Shorty G just couldn't take it anymore. Started beating up barons, uh, smashed the throne, smashed the scepter over baron, and stomped on the crown.
1: Yeah, and on the fly, did you watch Corbin again? Attention to detail. The, there's no way in hell they practiced him kicking that crown perfectly, right at him. his feet. Right, yeah, right. Did you yeah. notice though? Corbin yes. bending over and totally continue to sell the crown. Like, oh my god, how could this? happen? How could you do it? Like to it, like just a foot away from the crown. Like that attention to detail, dude. That takes me years. That sounds easy. That is, that's on the fly thinking, man. He's in he's so in his own man. Poor Shorty G, somebody wrote, Tyrant Justice wrote. (sighs) All I know is this. um, I was really excited for the coronation of him but um, to see what he's going to do with this. And it's cool because they're getting Shorty G, whatever his name is, over. Yes, he did, Chris. (laughs) He looked like a legit star. But did you hear the reaction to when he jumped him at first? There wasn't much of a reaction. Listen, go back and watch it again. There was not a legit big reaction until he started to threaten he was going to stomp on the crown itself. The crowd wasn't going crazy for yeah. him getting his butt hit. And I don't blame Corbin for that because Corbin has mega heat. Yeah. It's that nobody cares about what's his name.
0: I think it was a mistake tonight. Uh, I liked the segment and how it turned out, but I thought at first it was a mistake to make it so much about Chad Gable with Corbin. I thought Corbin could have done too. a lot more.
1: He could have shed his hat in the night, man. Just give him the night. Give him that Give him that moment. He could have done – he just becomes a bigger jerk, you know?
0: Yeah. So we'll see where they go with this. Um, a, somebody, somebody just called Chad Gable Bud Bundy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Grandmaster B.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> looks totally right with his short hair. so short compared to Corbin tonight. So much so at first, I was afraid they were going to bring out a little person originally because that seemed like, like that would have been the joke.
1: I get they did the connection of he's one of us. That was the whole yeah. point of, uh, you know. I don't. It didn't. It does not help him. That did not help him. He looked like he was three feet shorter than him. He looked like his son out there. That's how young he looks. Yeah. And this guy is a legit badass. Like he probably ninety percent of the locker room he could put on the back of their heads. Yeah. In like the blink of an eye. So why put him in the – Did you never do that with Kurt Angle?
0: Hmm.
1: They would never have done that with him. They goofed around with him, and Kurt was a great goof. He was a great he had great comedic timing. You know, but it was always Jim Ross saying, Once that once that bell sounds, you're in trouble. You're in there with Olympic gold medalists knuckle up, you know, whatever he'd say. And yeah. make him back to Siriusville again. They're all making jokes and stuff, you know. I don't know. I think that says it all. We know
0: Grandmaster B, but not offset. That's where our knowledge um, is
1: Grandmaster B, you want to talk about pop culture icons and pop culture in general? Yes. Married with children, which was a zillion years ahead of its time, especially as far as um, what you could say on TV and matters, things like that goes. Yes. And Butterbund is a major part of that show, so gotcha. Love yeah.
2: Love and marriage, love and marriage. Go together like a horse and a carriage. We have get to, get a- to hear this continue. Please, Copyright please, strike.
0: Please. Uh so we'll see. This this feud's just warming up, it seems like, <laughs> between these two. Uh heavy machinery versus the B team.
1: I thought heavy machinery with very Gun. Didn't you?
0: I mean, but it's the B team, dude. And this was like a semi-competitive match.
1: Wait, what was your complaint, Matt? I what thought is- heavy machinery was pretty good.
2: Oh, yeah, they did. I, I mean, they have great momentum right now, and the crowd is getting behind Otis. And now they've extended to having Otis just show more of his body without, you know, rather than even building to the Jerry Lawler strap down, he's just pulling the wardrobe off before the match. And mm-hmm. people are getting in him, shaking and dancing his own version mm-hmm. of hulking up. I mean, he's getting over with just simple
1: jiggles. Yeah. I mean, he, is. he is. He
0: is. He can't deny that. So they won the match tonight. Where do they go from here? Are they going to really. challenge uh,
1: the rival? No, revival? They're, no they're, just they're, 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 a... they're
2: there for comedy act.
0: Yeah. yeah. Authors of Pain, they reshowed that vignette tonight. I like it. I think it's a good direction for them.
2: Yeah, obviously I wasn't on last night. I, 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 when I saw it last night on Raw, I think I'm fine with them abandoning the SWAT gear kind of stuff and then being kind of like more sociopaths and in a suit. I like the whole Hitman kind of mob vibe they have and speaking another language i think it's yeah a, it's a worthwhile
0: repackaging yeah uh daniel bryan came out in the main event tonight mm-hmm. he's full babyface turn is happening is underway at this point if not already completed giving that there's speech no
1: way oh, okay there's my answer i was gonna say there's no way you think there's not one percent chance that this is all a trick a ruse um, somehow, yeah
0: uh Rowan came out and interrupted him. And I actually kind of like this angle of <laughs> Rowan telling Brian to stop talking because he was sick of hearing him speak. This idea that it's I've been your loyal follower just sitting there listening to you run your mouth again and again. It actually reminded me of uh, what's the, which uh, Kevin Smith movie it is where Silent Bob snaps and starts I like yelling it. at Jay and him down. I kind of yes. like that. <laughs> uh, this was good. But then uh, Harper came out and, man, Rowan and Harper were just attacking Daniel Bryan, just uh, destroying him, destroying the set, everything around the ring, and uh, yeah, this was this was something, man. Uh, Roman Reigns came out to make the save. Um, I think this is setting it up, right? We're going to have Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus Harper and Rowan.
1: Yeah. You talk about getting Harper and Rowan over. You gave me two other guys on that roster. That's going to you know, it was more over to Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. for crying out loud, and Roman Reigns?
2: It's also kind of you know, it's also kind of good for Roman. They've 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 handled it well since he's been back, and obviously we have talked about recently keeping him away from the title picture yep. and not. Not not running the risk of shoving him down the throats again, exactly. and so putting him with a guy like Daniel Bryan, who people just they love the yes chance, they love Daniel Bryan, they find him funny even when he's being snarky and demeaning, they find him funny when he's calling the fans fickle. So this is a this is a pretty good pairing, and this this will draw a little bit of money, whether it's for SmackDown on Fox sure. or whether it's for a pay per view. So would you yeah. not
1: go to the house show even? Would you not go see Daniel Bryan and tag with Roman Reigns? I would
2: uh, absolutely, and, and like Matt said, this is you you can't uh, next next to. I mean, you know what? I mean, no, next to ones went down or... yeah. yeah, I mean, this is this is huge for Rowan and, and Harper. Um, huge,
0: absolutely. Uh, and I liked how they went off the air with the announced team being like, "We got to get out of here. It's not safe to be near the yeah. ring anymore."
2: Props, thought... to, props to Todd Phillips for taking a bump that he did.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I did like how they 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 went off the air. I, I did. That was cool.
0: So I recommend watching that tonight. If you skip the show, I would watch that. I would watch the opening segment with Brock. I think there was there was like a solid five to ten minutes of the girls, pure
1: highlights. Uh, the, uh, the girl stuff was good too. I thought.
0: Yeah. What else is going on in the world of wrestling, Justin?
2: Well, one story that that was out on Wrestling Inc. that's real popular today. Um, you might find it a little bit outdated at the moment, given what we talked about, but. Uh, this this came out earlier today, and it was about Kevin Owens. And it's and at the time that this was posted, this according to PW Insider that Kevin Owens was not backstage at the time in Atlanta for tonight's show. Obviously, he's there. So uh, the, the story went with PW Insider went on to say that there is you know uh, true speculation that he's going to go to NXT, but they're keeping it quiet. So you know now hours later, having seen Owens on SmackDown, like I said earlier when we talked about this topic, maybe this is just supposed to be an um, supposed to be a swerve to make us more surprised that he does show up on NXT live tomorrow on USA, or, or maybe PW Insider just flat out got it wrong. <laughs> uh, so there's that. I don't know if you guys had any more thoughts on that one.
0: I think he gets some people to watch tomorrow night, but they haven't really hyped up anything uh, beyond uh, just a handful of matches, right? And even on USA, I mean, Velveteen Dream is going to have a match tomorrow night.
1: They're going to say couple for of- the Battle for AEW, in my
2: opinion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, and the other one of the big stories we had set aside, and I'm just going to go right out out in front and say I don't agree with this. But again, this is a, a story that re- we did, you know, put on Wrestling Inc. Uh, this is coming from Dave Meltzer and Wrestling Observer Radio, and he's saying that Vince reportedly wanted to bury Cedric Alexander on Sunday's Clash of Champions. Why? Um, well, the the speculation. I'm I'm just gonna read the story. Uh, Matt. Speculation began that when WWE announced Cedric versus the U.S. Champion AJ Styles for the Clash kickoff pre-show, rumors continued when AJ won a quick squash over Cedric. Cedric then took a pin from Styles in the six-man match on last night's Raw. It's believed that Cedric was headed for a strong singles push after it was revealed that he had a he had a big supporter in Paul Heyman. It was recently reported that Heyman wanted to push Cedric to the top, uh, but it looks like Vince may have nixed those plans. That's the story. According to Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer Radio, it is on Wrestling Inc. I'm just saying my personal opinion. I don't think you occupy so many TV minutes giving a guy TV time if your idea is going to bury him. If you want to bury him, you, you you just keep him out of sight, out of mind. That's just my opinion. Matt, yes, I don't
1: know. It is usually, but there is those that accuse Vince of not thinking that way logically and that he does. I'm not agreeing with this, but there are those that have said and think Vince will put somebody on TV. Will use up his million dollars per minute, you know, what could be ad rev, okay, to bury somebody. I don't agree with that. I don't think he does. But I'm telling you, I've had other wrestlers that have been there longer than me say that, and I've had others that have worked there say the same thing. That he is, he could be like that. He has done that. I'm like, really, this doesn't make sense, though. Like, he wants the TV. You would think to make the TV show as good as humanly possible. He wants you know, those that can help that show be successful, put them in key, you know, components of the show. So that show becomes and then ends up being successful in a formulaic way. Almost. you know what I mean? So why would he waste time in TV minutes doing that just to have a ha ha at somebody's expense Yeah. I from don't. what you guys know, man, do you think he can do that? Or he would do that. Have a ha ha at somebody's expense using his own TV minutes to do it.
0: Yeah um i don't but i think if it amused vince i think you would do it
1: i think it's 50 50 <laughs> i do <laughs> i think it's i could see it but then i i cannot see it i guess you know what i mean because it logically doesn't make sense but then we're talking about theological and logical situation so that's why i'm 50 50 with it. I, I could see both sides of it
0: uh wwe announced that they're doing Starcade on the network <laughs> december 1st again
1: With who, NXT, or the main roster?
0: No, it doesn't really say. Uh, It's going to be in Duluth, Georgia, and, yeah, it'll air on the – actually, will it air on the – yeah, it'll be streaming live, one-hour special, so only part of it will. So they're saying we're going to have confirmed Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Daniel Bryan. It's a lot of wrestling to put into one hour. It is – Yeah, what else? That's it. it. I think that's it. Uh, Big cast issued a statement today. Let me call it up. Uh, Basically, this is going to take some time. Seek help, and uh, you know, it's not over. I mean, I'll I'll get the exact exact statement. We can read it here together. I hope hope everything gets
2: straight with him because he's got. Oh man, he's got a lot of talent. I'm, you know.
0: No, this is just. heartbreaking this relapse Uh, i don't Not relapse pardon me this this incident this uh slide backwards as it were um let's see he says uh i've been very honest with my past struggles it's been an ongoing battle on saturday night i obviously let my demons get the better of me and i ruined an important night for a really great guy in an unfortunate series of events i've worked incredibly hard to get where i am and even harder to overcome my ongoing battle with depression but I will work my absolute hardest to right the wrongs of Saturday night and apologize to Kevin Matthews, Pat Buck, Joey Janella, the entire WrestlePro locker room and all parties involved from the bottom of my heart. I'm getting help from family and friends as we speak and we will be getting professional help in the near future and ask all to please respect my privacy in the meantime. When and if I reemerge as a public figure, it will be in good faith and I hope to inspire those who struggle with the same mental health issues I do to seek the help they need. If Tyson Fury can do it, so can I. Remember, I ain't dead yet, and neither are you. Peace and love, William Patrick Morrissey III.
1: That's his real name? Yeah. If who could do it, he could, did he say? Tyson Fury.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean. We
1: wish him luck, obviously, right?
0: yeah, I mean, I feel for the guy and uh, what he's going through. I mean, then this isn't just the type of behavior you were talking about it last night, Matt. I mean, it's this isn't textbook, uh, depression, uh, necessarily. I mean, it to me, Again, just just speculating and knowing um, people that have dealt with this. I mean, we talked about the seizures. He admitted in the interview with Wrestling Inc. that his seizures uh, were brought on by alcohol withdrawals. But I mean, this just sounded like there's there's something chemical that uh, he just he needs help with. This was it. sounded like a very uh, out of character experience for him all, over the weekend.
1: So was this caused? What happened to him through any type of narcotic or alcohol? Is my question. Do That's did, the doing.
0: I think uh, the interview on wrestling Inc that was published Thursday probably explains the most about his uh, battles with substances. I know he talked about drinking a lot per Raj last night.
1: Because Here, Here's the thing that I found when I got sober off of painkillers was yeah. I used all the time. I didn't use when I was down in the domes. I didn't use when I was like, yeah, I love life. I used every four hour of every four hour window of every single day for five straight years. I never missed a four hour window. I swear to Christ, I've taken sixty milligrams of hydro or oxycodones, um, and even Nubaine I would take too, which is deadly. Um, I would mainline that if I ever ran out of uh, my oxycons or oxycodones or hydrocodones. <clears throat> Moral of the story is, I didn't think I used just because. I was down in the domes, or I was I was trying to hide something, you know. Turns out when I did go get help and I did get sober, I was. I was I was legit, I couldn't figure it out for the life of me while I was using why I was using them, other than to be high and love life, basically, and be high. But it turned out I was hiding things. Like I didn't even know I was hiding them. It took me hmm. to go see somebody and then continue to pull and unravel and unravel and unravel. We're talking months where I was ready to retire early and I was never going to wrestle again. It took me six to eight months, guys. Um, what I The wrestling was out of my world. I was never going to do it again because I knew I couldn't be around the painkillers or people with painkillers because it wasn't outlawed yet. And I couldn't be around them. And I was going to F up my, my sobriety. But while was still going to see somebody, they kept, to pull, they kept pulling more and more emotionally out of me of why I was using. And there was a multitude of reasons why I would use. I would use like when life was going great, i would use it when it was going crappy. I was using it no matter what. I was like literally numbing myself from the good stuff too, which makes no sense when you think about it. Why would you want to numb that? You know, I was. And so, and I was a functioning addict on top of it, which also made it very difficult to really know I had a problem because I thought I was wrestling better. I was lifting better. I was running. Everything was better because I was using this stuff in my head, my warped head. So, What's so crazy about this is I hope he is able to see somebody and they're able to pull that string for him, that, that emotional and a mental string for him and continue to get deep, 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 deep inside his you know, inner recesses in his head and figure out why he does what he does. And if he's able to figure that out, somebody's able to help him get there, then the rec- road to recovery will, will start to happen. You know, and then he'll have another shot, I think. Yeah. I hope so, man. Uh it's not just staying away from the pill, dude. It's not always, it's not staying away from the alcohol. It's not staying away from the depression it's it's staying it's getting inside here and figuring out why you're doing what you're doing
0: yeah the addiction uh to a certain point is a symptom not the disease itself that you need to cure or treat I guess you never really cure depression, but to treat it and really focus on what's the underlying root issue that's causing you to act out this way, abuse substances, or just even be self-destructive. And, uh, you know, I've known a lot of people. I mean, look, I I don't think it gets talked about enough with mental health and depression. But, I mean, if you look at suicide rates, depression has like a 20% mortality rate. Uh, which is mind boggling to think about. So I hope anyone out there that's having issues, I mean, look, there are more resources right now for mental health. It is more accessible than it has ever been in the history of, yeah, of, of man. It is. Um, and so I, I hope people use the resources that are available to them. Uh, rec- and more important than that, recognize that, um yeah. you know, that there is an infrastructure there. There are multiple ways to do this. It's not just about one there, thing.
1: There is, And the other thing to make careful of it, there's other, I know we have other wrestlers that watch this and, um, those that, let's say, are using on the DL or whatever have you or, or whatnot that are in the independent wrestling companies that can get by and use and not get popped up on a test, let's say, or any person in general that's using. Here's the thing to remember is when you are getting sober... There's a lot of misdiagnoses, Glenn, that end up happening because Mm. when you get sober, you have to reteach yourself how to think, taste, hear all your senses, come back slowly. So because of that, you're going to have this ebb and flow of emotional roller coaster rides within like a five to ten minute span. The anxiety goes through the roof. You think you can't get through it. You want to go relapse so you can get back on track. So you think that's why people relapse. That's why they can't make it through because they're reteaching themselves how to think. And so what ends up happening is a lot of people don't make it through that part. That's why it's so hard. But doctors, shame on them, a lot of times will We'll start to diagnose somebody who just got out of rehab. You cannot go in and catch a diagnosis when you just got through detox mm. because you're not there yet. Your brain's still reteaching itself how to do everything right now. So you're not even who you are at that moment, yet you're still getting there. And I've seen people, my cousin, get misdiagnosed with bipolar she wasn't bipolar. Of course, she would be here one day and up here the next. She just got clean off of the drug yeah. she was using. Okay. so to those addicts that do go get clean and sober, do what they tell you to do in your detox and in your clinic and your in the rehab that you go to. But by the same token, be wary and get an extra um, opinion when you do get you, you do speak to a doctor once you get out of there. If somebody diagnoses you with something, I would go get a follow up diagnosis just to be just to be sure. Because I've seen them overly uh diagnose people with bipolarism when they get out of rehab and you mm. can't and that's not fair
0: no absolutely and uh i think it's a process because you need to learn to reprocess things reprocess feelings reprocess the day i'm sure for you it was uh even a lot about emotions and this is how i deal with situations the way you deal with it when you're completely sober is much different than how you much. deal with things when you're the under the influence so yeah it's tough, man. Uh, it's, it's very, very hard. And uh, we wish Big Cass all the best yeah, in uh, his, his uh, path to, to getting right with uh, the demons and the issues that are affecting him. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel better we're ending two podcasts on uh, such a serious note, not a down note. Because I you like to talk being,
1: about it just, instead of just cheapening it and reading it as a headline, so people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's cheap. That's not what we're, you know. Well, I think that's talking. the thing.
0: Well, We're having a dialogue. And I think part of the thing is that it is such, right now we hear about, people talk about depression, people talk about mental health, but to really Matt, and I think your perspective is invaluable to talk about what, what that really means uh, through the prism of addiction. A lot of people can't understand that, you know, they don't, yeah. for some people it's recreational and they don't understand what a chemical dependency family, is.
1: They still don't get it to this day, they yeah. don't. <laughs>
0: What worked for you? Did you work the steps or did you just go through a rehab program or what really helped you? I did
1: UNA. I did uh, uh, outpatient treatment. Help, outpatient for, treatment for me helped me the most because I'm a structured guy, I meaning if I have structure around me to follow, I'm golden. Without yeah. it, I'm a disaster. Um, so, you know, a regimented schedule, all those types of things, um, it helped me.
0: And that's probably an issue. I mean, where a lot of wrestlers—this is why it's a recurrent theme—is yeah, because, man, especially I know in the WWE you still have their road schedule, but you're largely your own boss uh, because you're a contractor. But the difference when you go full independent from that—I mean, that's yes. no structure.
1: Oh my God! I mean, think about big. Use Big guy's a great example. Huge star WWE. Sky was going. Sky's a limit. I still think Sky's a limit for him. Yeah. Um. One day, but at the time, Sky was a limit. He, you know. Out of left field from, from from my opinion, gets released. They released a seven foot giant like that. Are they crazy? And I'm sure what was he thinking? I know what it felt like for me to be released. I was in an angle of big show. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just wrestled him and Akibono in Japan. Like, who the hell yeah. gets that match? It was a semi-main event match, and then some you know. So to me, that was a shot to me. But I hate to say, luckily, by the time I was still using. So guess what? It didn't matter. I remember trying I remember laughing at Johnny Ace on the phone. Wow. You know, and, and talking smack to him back. Whereas wow. normally I would be in tears, you know. WWE, my dream job is now crushing in front of my very eyes, you know. i, I, I That's how I really would have handled that, you know, because it was a big deal to me. Not then, because I was i was numb to it. But with Big Kaz, now he goes out into the uh, the wilderness, if you will, after being this huge star in WWE, still thinking he's a big star. And then, you know, there you go. Oh, know, Tammy his in the chat? Yeah, yeah, his uh,
0: relationship ended with Carmella around uh, the same time, and he'd been with her for years.
1: Yeah.
0: Out of the WWE. I mean, I feel for the guy. It's you know, it's a tough situation. <laughs> and I think um
1: we go through a process, Glenn, as well of yeah. we think who we are on TV is who everybody IDs us as. That's a big part of this. And a lot of yeah. wrestlers Pills, drugs, alcohol, or not, even without it, and so, so completely sober to it all still have huge issues when they go into the real world and they walk around with that you know i'm a former w superstar mike jones or whatever the hell the names are and they need that they need that identification they need that validation that they're still somebody so there's there's definitely an element to that i went through it myself it's one of it's one of the scariest things they experience is when the adrenaline dies down yes And, and will they remember you do they – you know what I mean? All those kinds of things go through let your me, head.
0: Let me ask you this, Matt, because you experienced it twice. When you were cut from Tough Enough because of the injury, Um, I remember it was a famous story. Uh Boona Murray Productions did like three seasons of The Real World without realizing that, oh, maybe we have to provide therapy for people that were on The Real World after to go from being – on tv all the time to not being did you have any no, treatment on them also? for doing that
1: they were part of my tough enough season they didn't give us that no really no that's what i was asking I, like because i was that's very lucky i was in the with jim with uh, jim ross like yeah. two weeks later oh, wow. and i and all i needed to do was get my knee scoped get back in shape and they were going to give me a trial and, uh, that was music to my ears that's all i needed to hear so i didn't have to go through that thank god because my eyes were always to use that show to get on to in. you know WWE. yeah so i didn't have to go through that with that show but wwe in general when the release came again i was numb to it because i was high you know back uh, after the stuttering character and they were bringing me back was the 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 saying at the time i was going to go to japan for a year and then come back Hmm. you know without the stuttering character was the idea but then once i started to get sober it's like no, you're risking me and my family's finances here of an idea you guys had for me. And I started to get hot about it, and my real emotions were coming out. Um, yeah, and said, you know what? I gave them the opportunity to do this with me. They chose not to take it. They chose to do this other idea. Uh uh-uh. uh Cornette was on the phone with me all the time, wanting me to go to TNA. They were going to bring me in nice and slow, so I was still getting sober. They wouldn't. I wouldn't have pressure on me to take bumps, therefore to go take pills because I was Cornette's bodyguard for like eight months. It was perfect of what yep. was required from me and staying away from painkillers because I wasn't in pain because I wasn't bumping. I was talking on the microphone in a suit. It was great. And then when the time came, people wanted to see me wrestle eventually. And it it was great. It was a great timing thing for me. And again, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And that's a big part of why I was always so loyal to TNA. WWE came around two, two times and then a th- I was not leaving TNA. Yeah. And then finally, the third time I was already gone from TNA specifically because I was coming back to Royal Rumble 2014. Then my son Jackson was born, January 7th, and that was it. Oh, you could have been here. You could have been here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Did, it, did, did, did Nash end up taking your spot? No, I think Kevin was always going to be in. Yeah, hmm. I'm sure of it. Your know, is a huge. That you know? well, yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that. We were. We... <laughs> I don't know. That was a funny week. But like for dude seriously i was excited i was really jacked to go back
0: Damn, well, my and, kid uh, born.
1: dude no. and that was game over like in the delivery room i made a text
0: yeah no and that's that's i mean for some people that's that crystallizes it the process of Crazy. having children I
1: didn't have to I and
0: didn't. one thing to make clear because uh, some people pointed out that uh cast has alluded to being depressed while in wwe that absolutely it's not just yeah. about something bad happens to you and then you can't deal with it there are P, but that's the thing about depression. You could be on top of the world. There are people that are wildly successful that battle with this all the time. Let
1: me be clear because I'll pick up on this because these guys that are talking on the show unless they've been diagnosed with it need to calm down. um, Is It is no question about it. It is absolutely heightened, heightened when you get the carpet yanked from underneath you Mm -hmm. and you're on top of the world. And, yes, he went through depression during while it was happening, while his ride was happening in WWE, no question. Now imagine what that would be like without that as a vehicle yep. as well. Are you kidding me? I, I could see why.
0: It's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm glad the stigma, it's better now. It's better now than I mean, it was. I'm weak
1: years. about it is that why? Well, why was it ever stigma to begin with? I think that's I weak know. that people would think it Would
0: be. Weak. I You're I, I weak
1: would... if you don't say nothing about it. You're weak if there's something that's going on with you right now, and you don't have the you know what to go do to doctor and see what's going on and how can you fix it. In my opinion, that's weak. There's nothing embarrassing about that. I'm not embarrassed because yeah. I'm an addict. It's one of my proudest achievements I have. Um, depression. I wouldn't be. Dep- I wouldn't be. Uh, embarrassed about that. I'd be proud that I had the, again, you know what, to go get it taken care of and be an example to others, which I know Kaz will go do.
0: And and that's I think a big positive development. I mean, I remember 20 years ago, I mean, when I was going through some things and, you know, everyone has their own journey, but I remember part of it was that it felt very stigmatized. You know, I had friends that wouldn't believe in medication for treating it and give you a hard time about Mm -hmm. it or uh, you know, going to therapy was something that was stigmatized for the longest time. You know, as uh, and I think uh, we, we all have our own journeys. But I think that's the key is that however you choose to deal with it, it's it's so important to do so because there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you will come out on the other side.
1: You, even if you don't have anything, I would tell everybody if you ever get an opportunity to get in front of, of a therapist, you do it. Yeah, I am telling you the mental an emotional unpacking that you get. You want to talk about a weight off your shoulders. It's, it's insane guys. It is, I, I would advise, I always advise anybody and everybody, no matter what their deal is. Try it once see what it feels like.
0: It changes your thought process. It's that not about it. going and they tell you anything. It's about you learning how to talk about your own issues and then helping you examine your own issues and come to your own realizations. And if you can learn that process,
1: it's it's critical. incredibly incredibly myopic, a, 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 an introspection of yourself. It really is, and it's great. It is. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, well, thank you, Matt, again for opening up so yeah. much about this. Uh, tomorrow night NXT, we're all going to be here to talk about NXT on USA. Now, I believe the first hour is broadcast live. The second hour is on the network. So we're going to watch both of those tomorrow.
2: Yeah, both hours are live. It's just ones on USA, ones on the on WWE network. Yeah. Why? Because uh, the suits, yeah, because USA's programming is hitting their finale. uh,
1: Their very first night, they're totally
2: the first two weeks. They're 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 one hours on USA, the second
1: hours on the network. Is there not like stories about this them being chumped already right off the bat? Triple H kind of
0: a last minute.
2: Triple H H talked about it to us Monday in the conference call, and he just said that it was just because of USA's programming. Uh, They will. This is a
0: great show, by the way. Um, (laughs) Oh. I feel like suits has been having its final season for the majority of its run on the air. Like it's
1: such a good show.
0: Everyone tells me I'd like it. I haven't watched it yet.
1: You would love it. Especially you.
0: I love shows about attorneys. So. Oh my God. We'll check it out so at some cool. point. Uh, so tomorrow night we'll see you, you, here uh after NXT goes off the air on the network after suits goes off the air on USA. We'll be live here on the wrestling Inc. podcast to talk about NXT. It's first, uh, Night for weekly TV on cable, getting the jump start on AEW. Until then, folks, uh, we'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care.